So, hey Claire. Hey Corey, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. What are we talking about today? Um, playing football in the U in Europe, in US, and the differences really. So, for example, I know that you played for the Bayern Youth Academy, which of course is in München in Germany, which is a big soccer country. However, after that, you also went to the U.S. Uh, can you yeah. give a little introduction what you did there? Sure. So, so when I was 15, I went to to San Jose in California, which is like an hour away from San Francisco, and uh, I played with an academy there called uh, Dianza Force Academy. And so they play like kind of in the highest youth division against like teams like. LA Galaxy, Seattle Sounders, like New York Red Bulls and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I played there for one year. And so I kind of have a good sense of the differences between playing at that level in the US versus like a similar level in the in Germany. So yeah. yeah. And then Claire, obviously, you have to tell everyone where you played in your yeah, people, career? People here, they don't even know my background story, so maybe I should start with that. Because yeah. when I was 12, I was actually playing for a few years, uh, I was playing in the same team as Nick. So uh, Mo was actually my coach as well. And Who was better, you or Nick? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> But we were both on the starting team, and I was actually the only girl there. And so that was actually in Budapest in Eastern Europe. And after playing there, I used to also train with a girls team in Budapest. So I'd go train with the guys, and then after that, I'd go to training with the girls. So usually I'd get home at like 10. Yeah. You know, so my life was 100% football, yeah. doing some homework, then sleeping. Um, after that, I moved to Bucharest in Romania, also Eastern Europe, and I played for the school team there, but then we played a local match and I got scouted for one of the Romanian teams, which is actually a first division team, uh, which was just purely girls. So I would say that I have a pretty good grasp on what football in Eastern Europe is like, and I know quite a lot about Western Europe as well, even though I didn't play professionally there. Yeah, because you... You're from Amsterdam? Yes, I'm from Holland. And so today we'll have, like, we'll look at a, uh, a few different kind of subjects or different, like, how would you call it? Yeah, just like differences between those three places, so the US, Western Europe, and Eastern Europe, and kind of the differences in skill level, style of play, and kind of like the opportunities that players in those countries have. And we'll just go. Yeah, let's just get started. So, yeah. so Germany versus the U.S., Western Europe versus the U.S. What would you say is the difference in skill level? Um, I think it, it really depends on, on the, the league and kind of the level. So, in general, I would say the lower leagues up until, up until kind of the highest youth youth level the german teams or the german leagues are definitely better than the than the us mm -hmm. than the teams and, and players in the us but then if you just look at the highest levels so highest levels in in the us versus germany they're pretty similar actually so 
when I played, uh, we we had a tournament um, against like a lot of different European teams, and like we, we for example, we played against uh, Manchester United, and uh, we beat them one, two one. So that was like the same level, mm-hmm. the same age, youth team of Man United, and just in that tour- tournament in general, it was like we were or the, our team, the US team was at least at the same level of the European teams but then as I said like below kind of I think in general the coaches are not um, are not as trained and developed in the US as they are in Germany mm-hmm. and just in general I think the just football is just so big in, in Germany so everyone starts playing really early yeah. in, in, in the US it's in their blood yeah and I mean, the style of like a coach also has a great impact because if, yeah, for sure. if your coach doesn't have the skills, then how are you going to exactly, get the skills? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Cool. What about what would you say um, in uh, in Eastern Europe? So I found actually, although Romania and Hungary are really not um, football like countries. In Hungary, I wasn't that impressed by the level, but in Romania, I was actually really impressed by the level uh, of the team where I played and like the dedication that those girls had, uh, especially given the fact that football is quite irrelevant there compared to, let's say, Germany, where yeah. you know people really praise you and they look up to you. And of course, especially as a woman as well, that also adds to it. And a good example is when I was 17, I actually went uh, for a trial in Amsterdam. So that was like the Ajax ladies team. And they made me try out for 18 plus team, Mm -hmm. whereas that was basically the level as my team uh, back in Romania. So I was quite shocked because I worked my ass off for that trial. I went Mm -hmm. crazy for weeks, every day training like crazy. (laughs) And I got there and I was like, oh, this is not this is not that challenging. Maybe it's because I had this idea like, wow, you know, Western Europe, like I'm yeah. here in Romania, and I'm going to get there and I'm going to be completely below level. But that wasn't the case at all, because people in Romania, they're really like they really work for it. And they were super passionate about the game and that that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, what would you say is the difference in the attitude on and off the field, Americans versus Germans? Germany is probably one of the four main countries where football is just like, where football is everything. Yeah. So that'd be England, obviously, then Italy, yeah. Spain, and then Germany, I'd say, yeah. like those four. And so, attitude, I, feel, I, feel, I mean, what I, what I saw in the US, ex- like, I'll, I'll exclude kind of like the the team that I played on because mm-hmm. it's very hard because in the team that I played on we had a lot of like um, players from Mexico and uh, South America or Central America mm-hmm. so that's so they they grow up watching football all the time because of yeah. their because their parents because obviously football is huge in South America mm-hmm. and and so those players are are more similar that to Europeans yeah. in kind of their love for football and their dedication and stuff but and there are obviously a lot of like American exceptions of like American players mm-hmm. but in general I would say I mean they don't 
because because the MLS is not that great either. They don't like talk about football all the time. Like in Germany, in school, that's like all yeah, we talk about. Same you know, Holland, like, like that's yeah, it's yeah. just culture. Exactly. You know I mean? In 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 uh, school break, you go and play football. Yeah. Like it's all football, especially when you're a kid. Yeah, and I mean that makes it a lot easier to kind of learn the game and just be more immersed in it. Mm. And I think that makes you love the game more. Probably makes you a better player in the end as well. So yeah. Yeah. So did did you find that um, so Americans weren't as emerged in the football world like they maybe they didn't watch Premier League matches and stuff or they did do that. I think um, they're doing that more and more now. Mm. But in general, I would say not as much. So obviously, you have the dedicated or the motivated American players, hundred percent, a lot of them, but just not as many or yeah. Mm. Well, as, I mean, if you're only Germany, yeah. if you're in MLS and you're only gonna watch MLS matches, that's not gonna help you so much in your growth. Yeah, you know, true. really, you want to look up to people who are much much better than you. Yeah. And uh, for me in Romania, like I was really really impressed by the attitude of those girls. Um, first of all, we got paid really bad money, mm-hmm. and for me, I was still a student and I was like playing. You know, it wasn't. I didn't have to live off that money, so for yeah. me, it was fine. But for those girls, uh, some of them, that was their job. Yeah. You know, and we got paid based on whether we lost, drew, or won. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like per individual performance yeah. or anything like that. However, and well, actually, on top of that. In Romania, the facilities and everything were like really terrible, and I was shocked because there I was in first division, mm-hmm. and I've literally had <laughs> an experience where I was playing a game and a goat walked onto the field, <laughs> like just a herder came oh with God. his goats, and the goats are <laughs> running on the field during a really important match, and that just shows like how you know I mean if I was at the same level in Holland or anywhere else. Yeah you'd be playing in a big stadium and like that kind of stuff yeah. would not happen. But because of all those like, let's say setbacks, mm. I even more appreciated their their love for the game, you know, yeah. because they didn't like, especially a lot of young guys these days, they want to make, they want to become pro because of the lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. It's not about the pure love for football yeah. and that for them, there was no hiding in that. Like that was it. Yeah. They love football and that's why they're there. Yeah. They're probably not going to get much further in their careers, but they were there every day, like hustling, dedication, traveling three hours to training. Mm. And when we play matches, sometimes we'd have to travel eight hours in the car, like, yeah. you know, and they were there every day and I loved it. Mm. I really loved it. Like, and it showed on the field, mm-hmm. on their skills, because I could tell you, those girls had skill. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of skill, what was the style of play like in the US? I think, well, main difference between probably still like MLS and, and Premier League or Bundesliga or La Liga is it's a lot more in the US they focus a lot more on like the physical aspects. Mm. So there it's really important that you're fast, that you're strong, that mm. you, you know, you can jump high and all yeah. these things, you know, because I think they kind of adopt that from from 
basketball, American football basketball, basketball you know. Like, they do love sports, America. Yeah, it's really in their blood, just not the football. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. like, when you, when you try out for teams, that's usually what they do. Like, they test you on those things, uh, and they really, like, these things really matter. Yeah. And so, in Europe, in general, I'd say it's, well, it's a lot more technical yeah. and like also tactical it's like it's a lot more they go when the coaches go a lot more into detail like tactically yeah in europe than they do in the u.s and they're like they're doing a, in the u.s i know they they're doing a lot now to to work on that to improve that but it's still i mean it's going to take them a while to kind of catch up with europe on that mm. on that aspect yeah. yeah, I think as a as a coach as well, you'll be more like impressed by a player's mental attributes than physical because I mean mm. you can easily build someone's uh, physique and, yeah. and their fitness that can yeah. easily be done in a few months, right. but you can't teach someone how to have the vision over the game. Sure. And I've seen that a lot over my career. I noticed like some people were really good; they've been playing all their lives, but it's just not. It's just not made for them, and, and I know that sounds really mean, but I could tell they just had no no vision over mm. the game, and I I personally think that's one of the most important skills you yeah, can have 100%. as a football player. Style of play in Romania, well, I think it's also interesting to say maybe for this question the style of play of boys versus girls, mm -hmm. because that's where I noticed the main differences. So. And I, I used to only play with boys, so for me it was quite a change when um, all, in an all-girls team. And the main thing I found is that girls take things a lot more personal. <laughs> so, like, if you were to tackle someone, you know, they would, they would tackle you back. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily for the ball, yeah. just to, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting you back. <laughs> and, and they would also be quite, like... Yeah, sneaky, you know, so you get like a little pinch mm -hmm. somewhere. But at the same time, a lot of girls that I played with, they had this, uh, this sight over the game, maybe game insight. So yeah. like knowing where to pass, knowing awareness, being aware yeah. of everything that's going around you. Whereas many boys that I played with, they really had the physical skills, but they didn't have that. So I would say that that for me was mm -hmm. the, the main... Uh, the main difference. Yeah. And what would you say about the player's mentality or dedication? Good question. I think what I played in the team that I played with in the US, those players were one of the most like dedicated and motivated players that I've that I've ever played with. Like they came two hours, three hours to every training and we had like four or five trainings a mm. week like they went three hours to the training and then after training three hours back oh like traveling traveling yeah and like sometimes we had early morning training so they woke up they had like we had training let's say at seven in the morning mm -hmm. so you know when they had to wake up to, yeah, to go like to the training you know <laughs> and they just you know and um so yeah these players obviously extremely motivated in um, when I play with like players from Bayern Munich and, and, and those guys I mean I don't really have to say much about them I mean they're obviously motivated and dedicated players but I think 
those players I, I felt like they have a lot more they had a lot more talent natural mm-hmm. talent than the players that I play with in the US and so they sometimes probably didn't work as much and didn't weren't as motivated as the players in so, the US because they mm-hmm. had that talent and they felt like oh I play by Munich I don't have to do They're that much you know the, let it go to their head yeah. a bit. so for example if if those players from Bayern München Academy would have mm-hmm. had to start training at seven and travel three hours every day do you think they would do it with a big smile on their face <laughs> depends on the players I mean it's still like what we what, what we had to do like the amount of training was still like you have to be dedicated because yeah. it's seven days a week yeah. like honestly training almost twice a day for five days a week like mm-hmm. Monday through Friday and then often two matches on the weekend or tournaments yeah. and stuff like that so you have to be dedicated obviously and um I mean, it, again, it's like it depends from player to player. Some players, they go to McDonald's after training. Yeah. So <laughs> you have those. Yeah. And then you have others who are just more focused. And I mean, it shows in the end, like those players that went to McDonald's after training, they don't play for Bayern Munich anymore. Yeah. And, and they got kicked out yeah, quite I mean, soon. Dedication is not just on the field and during practice. Oh, I mean, you yeah, can be very, sure. some people, they come to practice, they log in and they log out, let's say. Yeah. You know, and it's the ones that are dedicated all the time, like yeah. during their weekends, after training, before training. And for me, the player mentality, yeah, I mean, I, I spoke about it a bit already that they're just so uh, dedicated mm. to a whole other level. And, you know, these girls, they weren't living good lives outside mm-hmm. of football. It's, they were probably, like, mostly lower class. And yeah. they lived in, like, some crappy place very mm-hmm. far out. And they took, like, five buses to get to training, you know. Yeah. Like, that, that for me showed, like, the true dedication. And some of them, of course, a lot of them still had to work jobs on the side yeah. to actually have enough money to get around. So, I mean, training every day in the city traveling very far and the weekends we'd play matches also travel far and then somewhere between that they would somehow make time to do another job to get money basically to support their football dream yeah that's that's what it comes down to so like really my like respect goes out to those to those girls yeah definitely and i think coaching style is interesting as well i mean you spoke about the coaches in the US, do you have anything to add to that? Hmm. It's difficult, I think, because coaches are just so different. Every coach is different, yeah, so it's, it's hard to say. I mean, the only thing, it comes back to what I said earlier, I think in general, US coaches look more on the, or at least when I played there, um, look more on like the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. So the fastest player started the match yeah or you know stuff like that okay and in europe again more of the technical parts and yeah. what would you say about like the like sometimes you know how how connected the coach is actually to their players mm-hmm. like was it really that individual or like personal connection or was it more like you go to training you you have your coach there and then your training's done and you move on mm-hmm. I think, again, like, 
depends from like from coach to coach it's different but yeah. in general i had pretty good experiences in the u.s and in in, in munich with the coaches so even after training like sometimes they would invite you for food or like yeah. the coach in the u.s he invited the whole team over to his house and stuff like that so yeah maybe in the u.s they're probably a bit even even more like connected to the players mm. at least from my experience what, what i had yeah because yeah. from my experience compared to western europe and eastern europe like the coach was so personal and like in eastern europe yeah mm. with us and like he really, I felt like he really cared about us as individuals on and off the field. Yeah. And at the same time, he'd be very, very harsh. Mm -hmm. So that was quite shocking for me when I first, like he would be swearing at me, <laughs> like literally. And I mean, in Romanian, you could swear about two minutes without saying the same swear word. So <laughs> it's a good swearing language. Yeah. But he would just be shouting at me. I thought, damn, this guy really hates me, you know? <laughs> but then I found out he loves me and he cares about mm. me. And like, it was just, and also with the other girls, it was just like a really personal thing. And I think especially because, yeah, because of all the, he knows how dedicated they are and all the work they put into yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember when we, we actually, our team got merged with another one and mm. our coach got replaced and we were all crying our eyes out. And that says a lot, you know, yeah, sure. you know, this location thing, it all obviously it relates to a, a player's yeah, growth and development opportunities. Also mm -hmm. from Train Effective, we receive a lot of messages from people in India, Pakistan, um, like all over the world saying, look, I live here and I this is not a football country, how can I make it? Yeah. You know, I mean, how, to what extent do you think a location impacts a player's like, ability to develop and to make it big? I think uh, massively. I mean, I'm sure there are so many like, players all around the world who are probably better than, than Messi or Ronaldo yeah. in like, talent or whatever, and they just haven't been haven't been able to actually, you know, get into those clubs where they could play professionally. So I think it, it's massively important or it matters a lot where you grow up and kind of the opportunities that you get in that country. Um, I think, as you said, like we get a lot of messages from, from players in countries like India or Pakistan and oftentimes those players, I mean, the big problem is money. I mean... Yeah. Comes Obviously, you could, if you have the money, you can, you can go to Charles or you can travel to Europe or move to Europe, but it's just often the money issue, right? And yeah. so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's very difficult if you, if you grow up in a country like India to, yeah, I to mean, get I, somewhere. I've even gotten messages from people in Romania. Yeah, for sure. Like, because I understand because, you know, like, you still want that good base where you yeah. start with as a kid, you know, yeah. that's, I, I think that's very important. That's basically where it all starts. Yeah. If you start playing as a kid, that's your foundation. And if you're in a country like that, you might not get it. And of course there's a top, but even mm. in those countries, it's also not easy to make yeah. it to the top. And there's not, you know, like in, in Holland or Germany, you can, you can just sign up to a team. Yeah. You know, you pay a bit of money, but yeah. like that's very normal for a kid to just be in a team. There's so many levels, and then mm. if you are good, you make you 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 know you move up. 
But these kids, they don't have those kind of leagues. It's either like yeah. pro or nothing. Yeah. Or maybe playing in your school team or something. Yeah, and I mean, the other issue is that like, they don't get the coaching that you get in, like, in countries like, I don't know, England or Germany or, yeah. you know. And then so when they get to the age where they could techni technically play professionally or go to Europe for trials or whatever, they're just not at that level. No. You know, because they haven't received the coaching or, and, like, haven't played in the facilities and, you know, don't have the, tech, like, tactical knowledge of the game because, you know, nobody yeah. teaches there teaches them how to do it and so yeah I mean yeah so what, gonna say? what would you like to people like that what would you recommend that you can do to increase your chances if you're living in a country without a big football culture mm. but you feel it in your inside of you that you <laughs> want to become a football player what are the best things to do I think the good thing nowadays is that we have the internet so yeah. You can get so much information and, and like knowledge about football and like what to work on and you know so many ways like to get that information nowadays, even with you know train effective like something yeah. like that obviously, and so that's the first thing I would do just get as much knowledge about the game and what you need to work on what you can work on yourself, so that you actually have the knowledge to play well. And then I would just train as much as possible and just any opportunity that you that you hear about or you know, yeah. just you just have to try it and like you might only get one possibility and you have to make sure that you that you take it and that you're ready for when it comes. And so that's what I would say to those players. And I mean, we've talked about it earlier when we kind of prepared for the webinars, like one example is Sadio Mane from, from Liverpool who grew up in, in Senegal and um, obviously I mean he tried to he tried to go to Europe and play professionally I mean that was that was his big dream and his family told him that it's you know not possible to go like to Europe from yeah. Senegal to do to yeah. play professionally I mean it's crazy and so what he did and I'm not I'm not suggesting that by the way but he <laughs> he um like he fled from home when he was 15 mm. like just went to Dakar and um, like yeah without telling his family just went there and um, got into a, got into an academy there somehow you know without proper shoes without proper like shorts and everything yeah. and they were like when That's he got when he money. when they got there they were they were like looking at him weird like mm. what he's doing and then but then they were really surprised when he played um, as well as he did. So he was obviously prepared for that opportunity. And mm. um, yeah, and then after that, he was able to go to, to France to play for Mets. And then from there, Red Bull Salzburg and then Liverpool. I mean, mm. That's a yeah. cool story. And, and then you'll often see that the, the one kid who shows up with the the shitty boots yeah. and all the other kids have the new Nikes yeah, exactly. and he's going to be the one that's going to yeah. surprise us because he has the real determination mm. and it's yeah. not about the show for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, even look at our, our very own John Moses yeah. and his story. I mean, he was back in Liberia and yeah. 
the war broke out and he was just playing a little game of football on the street somewhere. And when I mean the street, I mean literally the street, like mm. sandy streets. And a soldier saw him and saw his potential. Yeah. And since then, he's had an international career, and yeah. he's today in London. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, you never know who's watching. Yeah, that's what. Always says. do your best, yeah. and don't don't take opportunities for granted. Don't think I'm too good for this opportunity or yeah, this trial. I mean, definitely. go out there and meet whoever you can. Again, today, like nowadays, um, make use of the internet. I mean, there's so many possibilities with that people that you can reach out to and um yeah so i think we're coming to the end of the live stream yeah. any last words corby what we said no, just have no excuses work hard and um make use of every opportunity always be ready you never know when an opportunity comes around be yeah just be ready Stay effective. Stay effective, guys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>